Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Jordan McGill on and he is a product photographer. Hi Jordan. Hi there folks, how's it going? Good mate, good mate. You? Yeah, not so bad. Yeah, can't complain. Good, we're nearly at a nice long weekend, aren't we? Oh, it's Bank Holiday Monday, isn't it? It is, yeah. I oh, keep forgetting God. that. I'm freelance, mate. It's, you know, Sunday and every day is a work day. Oh, every day isn't a work day. <laughs> um, John, do you jump straight in? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, sure thing. Okay, so I'm a product and advertising photographer. I've done it for nearly 10 years. Um, I did, I literally applied for a junior photography role nearly 10 years ago. I got into a studio after about two and a half years there. I went freelance, admittedly actually a little bit too early. Um, I then started to get in other studios. I started to assist a really good photographer. Um, and it's just gone from there, really. It's just just winning new clients, just growing. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been a challenge, but it's, it's fun. So why photography, mate? Was this uh, an interest from school uh, or how did you develop it? It's actually quite funny. Um, so I did public services in university um, and I was in my second year and I started, I was introduced to a guy called Adam Lupton. He's, he's now actually a really good retoucher. Um, and he basically, um, I met him through my girlfriend, now wife, and he lent me his camera and he, he just, we, he had this camera with him all the time. And I was always curious to how it worked. And eventually he, he lent me it and I, I, he let me borrow it for like three weeks and it, it just, I really enjoyed it. Like there's, there's not many, I wasn't very artistic in certain mediums, but photography was something I could, my brain really enjoyed it. I don't know. I just, I just, I just really got into it. And then I think, um, towards my third year of university, um, I dropped out and I just, yeah, I just pursued photography. Wow. So that's a big decision. What, what made you actually go, actually university just isn't for me and I'm going to pursue this properly. Yeah. So this is a, this is a bit of interest one. So I was on a public services degree, which I, I still can't really tell you what that means, but if you want to go into the, <laughs> if you want to go into the police or the army or the emergency services, it is, it's a good route in there, but I changed tact. So in my second year, we were told we could specialize in criminology. And when it got to that, they were like, who told you that? So you know, for me, I was like, do I want, do I want to do this? And I, to be honest, I was kind of just in uni because that's what you do. Um, mm. I was just not following, well, kind of following the herd. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Especially with public services. I mean, I, when I was younger, I did want to go into the Marines. Then I wanted to go into the police. I broke my ankle, which sort of muddied the, the lines into that. But then, you know, I, I, once I dropped out of uni, I just started going out on my camera every day. So for you, what was the development of teaching yourself to be a, a photographer like it's not obviously you can go to university and do it you can go on courses do it what yeah. was your process of learning to improve uh, in that skill it's um so <laughs> for about four months after uni i didn't have a job and I, I went out on my camera every day like every single day every night i was just learning how it works i was doing a lot of landscapes long exposures um and I, i'm a little bit self-taught i don't have a degree in it I, you know I, as you said i dropped out of uni to do it um so yeah it was kind of just uh, just a passion like i just developed um and then eventually one day um, my missus just sort of said you should go for this job like i think you could do it and i i thought of every excuse i'm not ready i don't know how to do this and mm. i actually just yeah um, we're probably going to get onto that but um yeah sort of self-taught Wow. So, I mean, a, a while back when I was sort of figuring out what I wanted to do, I actually got into photography a little bit as well. Very, very, very amateur. But one thing I always struggled with was I had watched some videos on YouTube, but I never knew how to decide if my shots were any good. How did you sort of 
come to the conclusion that oh no actually i'm i'm quite good at this so oh, that's a good question so like um if you're not you might remember Flickr, who was you probably went on it at one point um i still have an account on Flickr, but it's locked out i can't get the password all my images are on there um <laughs> so i kind of compared my work to what i saw on Flickr every day but Flickr's a you know some of it's a very amateur community so it was the same stuff you know i was photographing ducks at duck pond star trails landscapes going to the zoos uh you know just just taking my camera everywhere and then i started mm. to see my images got better and i as i understood it more and i knew in my head i wanted them to look a certain way and when i started to achieve that i thought hey, do you know what I'm, i might be all right at this which was actually um yeah i hadn't really been amazing at something before but i'm not saying I'm, but I'm amazing at photography i am amazing at photography but you know uh it's it sort of got onto it like i enjoy this i think i'm mm. good at it i wonder if i can pursue this and I mean, at the time, I didn't know I was going to go into photography. Truth be told, I was just, I was just winking it. I was just having fun with my camera, and I was that young where I thought, "Well, I'm at the age where you know you can take risks like this." But yeah. not that I encourage other people to drop out of uni, but I, I wouldn't always encourage it as the path. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we always talk about that. You know, uni's definitely not for everyone, especially nowadays. There's, there's other routes in, into doing things. Um, but for you, learning photography, how did you go about it? So, you know, you, you took your camera out every day, but then how did you decide, actually, I'm going to really kind of focus in? And, and did you carry on self-teaching with YouTube or courses or, or mentorship? How did it go for you? So as, as far as being an artist concerned, I'm not, I'm a bit of an island. So which isn't a good way to be. And any CGI artist will even if you tell you that you should always be learning. And I still do learn, but I, once I got my job in a studio, I'd never looked at YouTube and because I, I was learning off people who were doing it in front of me and making money off it. So the, I, as when I got in, what got me my job in photography in the first studio was my passion. They saw how much I wanted to learn. So, you know, I didn't have a portfolio. I was showing them pictures of like duck ponds and star trails and landscapes. But when I said, I really want to learn, if you could just see I was passionate and they gave me a shot. Wow. So what's an average day like then for somebody in, in, in your field? Oh, an average, an average day shooting or finding work because they are, there, there is, there's two sides to the business. And I actually thought quite hard about this today, but. Um, yeah, let's yes. do both. Let's go for both. So, I mean, doing a, doing a shoot's fantastic, winning a client's fantastic, but one, one thing I wanted to get to across to people listening to this who might want to get into photography is, and a lot of photographers I work with now might not even realize this, but you only work in photography last, you work in marketing and lead generation, and this is, this is a discovery I'm very new to, and mm -hmm. you don't get to do photography without finding the leads. So, I mean, when I went freelance, I very quickly realized um, – it's just it's there's so many photographers out there and you need to differentiate 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 yourself um yeah so shooting actually doing photography waking up packing the kit going out on a shoot is fantastic it's and there's there's nothing better when a, a client sees their image come up on a screen and if you can see the shoulders drop a little bit because you know it's an investment and um that's it yeah so photography and actual dates it's so busy um you end up, you're doing your shoot, you're out there, you're creating images. And by the time you get in your car, you're absolutely exhausted. So an actual day of doing photography, it isn't a day, you know, you do mm. your shoot, might be eight hours, you get home, you need to, you need to pull your stuff away, you need to power up, you know, power your batteries back up, back up all the hard drives. It is, you know, there's, seriously, if you come back from a shoot and all your images are on one hard drive, you know, there's, there's a little bit of anxiety that comes with that because some of these budgets for the shoots would go on are pretty big. Mm. Um, so that's a photography day and our marketing day, um, there's a very, very different job and it's, it's not one a lot of people probably expect, but no one's going to know you're the person who can fix their problems if you don't tell them that. And a lot of photographers 
they don't like to market. So I'm going off track. So marketing day for me is anyway, um, I'm very different to a lot of photographers. Um, I think I am anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure I am. I don't know a lot of photographers who wake up every morning and write direct response copywriting, which mm -hmm. I do. Um, so most of my day, like today, it's been training. I'm doing a course, I'm doing mm -hmm. copywriting. I'm looking at email funnels. I've just realized I need to take a chunk of my website down because it's not performing very well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm organizing, I'm doing production. I'm organizing a shoot for next week where I have to organize a location house, models. So none of this is photography. It's it's logistics, it's marketing. And it's very, and this is what you need to do before you even do the photography. And, you know, a lot of us are late to that party to realize that. Some of us, some of us are, I mean, I think most of us probably are. I certainly was. I mean, that's such a good point. Because like you say, people that want to go into photography, they think this is fantastic you know i can go out and i can shoot all day long and it's just not the case you know there is a lot more to it and um am i right in saying you've recently found linkedin yes yes which is i think obviously where you found me from so yeah um yeah so this is linkedin i am i've been posting solidly just for over a year but like a lot of photographers and i'll say a lot of photographers. i'm pretty sure a lot of photographers just open the website tell everybody here's my website let me know what you think and then they kind of sit back and wait for the work i've done this before i still do it now every now and then it does work mm. you might get an inquiry it's probably going to be from the wrong kind of person um but yeah so linkedin is it's a new thing for me and that's that's through a mentorship so i have a photography mentor he's he's not actually he doesn't teach me photography he teaches me photography business now i've been working for him for the past year and he, he's helped me be more visible i'm now currently working with another mentor who's going to help me target the market i want or help me push that even more so as you can see it's, it's you need to learn like the, mm. in photography you never stop learning the actual lighting and skill side of things but you've got market you've got so much more to learn and yeah, so link, sorry, yeah, LinkedIn is new to me, yeah. Is the majority of uh, the photography world all done by individual freelancers or are there companies that sort of just have a, a chunk of photographers under them and then just agency them out? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do that as well. I mean, so I work for, um, I mean, I'm probably one of the few freelance photographers around Manchester and Liverpool. Like, there's, it's a, such a small industry, honestly. There's, so I, I freelance in about 11 different studios on and off, Um I do shoots. I do shoots through these guys. These are their clients, so I do shoots for them. They charge me out exorbitant, exorbitant fees. Um, so yeah, <laughs> these um, these studios, you know, and that's one of the. This is what we'll talk about when I talk about the people who are interested in getting there. Is I recommend studio over uni personally. I'll, I'll touch more on that as well as we go. Yeah, let's go into that. Let, let, yeah, yeah. What's your perspective on that? Okay, so. I, you, I did public service at uni, didn't do photography. I can't speak to any of the current curriculums that go on. I can speak to the ability of students and I've worked with a lot of them and they are a pleasure to work with, but my God, like the, and I'm not, I'm not slating anybody here, but this um, uni from what I can see doesn't prepare you to work in a studio. It teaches you concepts. It teaches you how to be an artist. We are all technicians. Most of us are technicians. Um, so for anyone looking to go into photography, you can go the uni route. You're going to get into a lot of debt. You'll have a great time. You might come out of it with some skills, but you're going to come out of it knowing about artists and why certain photographers photograph oil slicks on the motorway. And we don't do any of that. We've learned how to, where I work, you need to be able to light a chrome toaster. You need to be able to light fabric. You need to understand lighting and, and technical photography elements, which from what I can see, university, it doesn't doesn't really set you up everyone i've worked with has said the same thing to me like, i can't believe how much i've learned in these couple of weeks versus two years at uni um i actually spoke i actually worked with a a fashion degree graduate 
and for two years she she knows how to use a camera she's a great photographer now she's she's doing it herself um, and she went to uni but she the, the main the main thing there is she also went into a studio um, which was where she did most in my opinion most of the learning because I, I explained to her how an aperture worked um, and it, it, it baffled me a little bit she didn't know that but I'm always happy to you know I'm always happy to teach people is mm. I'm always happy to you know, help people, but um, she didn't understand how an aperture worked. And that, that was something I read in a book mm. and a manual when I was just having fun. So, for, but I'm a technician, I'm not an artist. And this is, this is one thing to get across as the two very different things. They trade differently and they get paid differently. I'm, I'm so glad you say this. I'm, I advocate for people going into work, essentially opposed to going to university, nothing wrong with university. Yeah. Tom went to university, he, you know, he's an engineer. He loves what he does and his degree was nice. totally necessary for, for him. 100%. But it, you've got to look at what you want to do. And if you don't know, don't maybe go to university and get yeah. in a load of debt and just sort of enjoy yourself. I think Tom might have a slightly different perspective. He knows people that have done that and really enjoyed themselves. Yes. But I just think it, you will learn so much more by using those three years you would be at university to go and try a load of different things. 100%, in my opinion, 100%. I think I just want to touch on something you said about, you call yourself a technician, which I think is quite an interesting um, way of phrasing what you do. Mm. In fact, where do you sort of think you draw the line between uh, a photographer being a more of a technician to an art side? Like you obviously photograph products, whereas if you were to go more into the fashion side of things, do you think you'd, it'd be a little bit more arty? Or, or where do you sort of draw that line between what you do and what other people do? So for me personally, that, that, there's nothing wrong with being either. Um, you're both photographers at the end of the day, but there's, um, I'm going to use a very famous photographer as an example. Uh, he's called Nick Knight. Now, I might, get, I might get some flack for saying this, but and he's the, he's the first person to admit he isn't a technician, he's an artist. If you go on Instagram and look at Nick Knight, he's probably got like half a million followers. His day rate is probably like 20 grand. My day rate's not my day rate's not twenty grand, but he's the first person to say he isn't an art. He's not a technician. He doesn't understand technical lighting. Now, fair play to he doesn't need to understand. He can make people look incredible in his own style, and that's that's the the catch in his own style. So when you hire a technician like a product photographer like me, I'll do everything I can to make your brand look incredible. I'll I'll make images your customers will stop scrolling on and click. Um, an artist is a bit different. Um, they'll still do the same thing, but there's be more. It's more their style. Whereas when I work for a brand, I'm making images tailored to them. When you book an artist, you're booking them for their style. And there's a bit of crossover. But um, I've worked with some fashion photographers who have. I've assisted some fashion photographers on only a couple of day shoots at a time, and they have eye water in day rates. And I've seen them make some great excuses to dance around the lighting issues, and they work because they're very good people pleasers. The people, the people, people persons. You know what I mean. Mm, mm, mm. They're very social. They're more social than me anyway, which, is, <laughs> which it totally works for fashion photographers. You can make a good living as a fashion photographer if you've got a cool haircut, a cool shirt, and you have a, a basic understanding of photography and lighting. You can make a good living. And I know people who do that, um, you know, uh, but the technician side of it, you'll find me on my headphones and boxes piled around me, crazy lighting setups, and I make products look incredible. Um, whereas a, an artist would make a product look good in their own style. If you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So why product photography? You know, you, you talked about when you started, you went out and photographed everything, but what made you really go, do you know what product photography is where I, I really enjoy and I'm really good at? So product photography, in my opinion, is, is super hard. Like it's, um, anyone can do it, but trying to make stuff, look, I mean, everyone does do it. This is one of the hardest things I had to do is 
I have to sell people my images when they've got a camera in their pocket. Like it's, it's a hard job to try and sell sometimes. Um, but product photography was something I, I worked in a product studio. So I imagine if I'd have got a job in a headshot studio, I'd have, I might've gone more down that route, but products are something I realized the challenges I, I going into my first photography studio was like Charlie going into the chocolate factory. I looked around, <laughs> I was like, this is incredible. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all fake. It's all illusions. I love it. Um, you know, some of the stuff I see and some of the stuff you see on the screen, when you look at it, you think that's not the products. I'm not talking about mis-selling products. I'm talking about when you look at the set versus the image, it's like, oh, wow, it's, it's totally an illusion. It's like mm. magic. Mm. Um, and that I was drawn to that. And has this kind of industry and this part of the industry, product photography, exploded with the advent of e-commerce and the ability for people to essentially create these companies at scale? You might think, you might think that, but when you get a lot, not a lot of people when they buy products, not everybody, but a majority, if you buy them white label, and usually when they do this, it comes with some sort of supplier imagery. Now, one of my jobs is convincing people supplier imagery is bad, and it is bad. It's lit bad. It's usually pixelated, and it makes your website like a jumble sale. Totally my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so it, you'd think it'd be really easy, but you, you got to remember is the UK's eighty percent service based economy, and I'm servicing the twenty percent, and in that twenty percent there's a very small percent of that who actually have the means to book me um, and to work with me. And I, I did try, and a lot of you will try and do this if you're a photographer, you'll try and save the world, you'll try and help everybody, but you can't, you just can't. Um, you'll burn yourself out and you won't make any money. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one with products, but it is, it's what I fell into. And there is these, you know, these garments and fashion. I still do shoot fashion, but again, I, my fashion is quite technical. I mean, I can, I see a lot of photographers, fashion photographers shooting one-handed, got cool music on, they've got the jazzy shirt and they're doing the thing and, and it, everyone loves it. They're having a great time. I'm a little bit more like, oh, this skin tone's a bit blown out here and this needs to be flagged off here. It's the technician versus the artist thing again. Um, I've, I've just gone on a rant. What was the question? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's that, fine, was that's fine. that was good. That was it. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Cool. What do you reckon are some uh, key personality traits for someone being a photography technician? I, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm a bit different. I've got ADHD and it's, my brain works a bit differently with the way it, it processes information. I mean, like I look at light, color and stuff. I'm not saying differently. I'm not like a special, special child sort of thing. I'm just, you know, the way my brain works and the way my job works is it really works well for me. Um, but I just don't quit. Like that's the thing is it's, it's, it's a defeating job. Like, you know, um, sometimes we'll do a shoot for someone. They might not use the images and you got to think, oh, I've done something wrong. You've got to try and not get too caught up in this. Um, mm. If someone doesn't use your images, it might be because they, they're not going live yet or anything. I mean, eventually you'll see them out there and they'll go out there. But um, what makes sort of me, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's I've never really thought about that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm determined. I don't quit. I'm, I'm not afraid to fail. Um, I love to learn. Mm -hmm. um, if you think you know everything in this industry, you will not get far in it because you, you just won't. I, in my first studio, there's a photographer who's about 75 years old. And the first thing he told me is I still learn stuff. So that was that set out the learning curve for me very early on. And it was when mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, I'm up for that. I don't want to stop learning. And it's, it's you know, I mean, like I do direct response copywriting courses. I'm doing, I do a lot of stuff like that. So you've just got to be afraid to get stuck in, not be afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. Um you've got to be, you've, you've just got to go for it. You've got to hit the ground running. That's, that's, you've got to hit the ground running and then, yeah, just be, just go for it. See what happens. Like you, you won't know until you try. And for you, what's been the biggest positive you've personally taken out of working in this industry? It's realizing what I'm capable of. Like 
from going freelance, I guess, like I'm, I'm self-employed. Like I never thought in uni or college I'd run my own business. Even saying that sounds crazy, but you know, I do run my own business. Um, yeah, it's just, cool, yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't really know what to say about that. It's just, it's mad. What about, what would be some uh, negatives of this industry that you've discovered over the years? Oh, it's a very low confidence industry. And I saw a graph a long time ago. I don't know what the study was, but it looked at like confidence in certain industries. So you have the investment and finance industry. You've seen Wolf of Wall Street, you, that confidence levels. I mean, one and one is two. It's never going to change. Mm. What photographers do is you, you are putting your art on the line. You're putting your images on the line. You have to perform. You have to be good. There's other people who can do it. It's it's negative as well because you're often seen as, and a lot of new photographers will experience this, you are seen as something that's nice to have. If you don't have the correct systems in place, people will book calls for you to fill their afternoon out because they want to talk about their brand. They just, it, it's a nice thing to have. Uh, you need a website. You need a social media account. I say you need a photographer, but a lot of people don't think that. And it, you know, it's, you look at some people who try and sell on LinkedIn and you look at the photographers who try and sell on LinkedIn and some people have cues and some people will, will talk to you like now, if you could book a call with someone in an hour and they'll be on a phone with you trying to sell themselves. I don't do that. Um, I'm actually moving to a model where if you want to book a call with me, you actually have to pay for it. But that's a whole, that's a whole other story, but that's, yeah. that's the, the trying to, I'm trying to attract a different market. On a different note though, when obviously people are starting out in this industry, Obviously, to look at what a freelance photographer requires, you know, you've got cameras, lightings, you know, a decent PC, I can imagine as well. I've got a couple. It's, yeah, exactly. It, it's quite a lot of money you've got to put behind it to get all your gear. Mm. How do you sort of develop that over the years? And, and what sort of things should you expect as a new uh, photographer, maybe trying to become a freelance photographer? Well, I mean, first off, if you want to go and work in a studio, they provide all that. You don't have to bring any of that. So, and that's why I advise you do, is you go and be a junior, you sweep the floors, you help the photographers, you make brews and you learn lighting. Um, yeah, like I say, so studio-wise, you're all right. Don't worry about that. If you are uh, an individual looking at getting set up on your own, you need a good camera. You don't need to go mental. Don't buy anything too low-end. Please don't message me and say, what camera should I buy? Because I don't. I, I look like once every seven years when mine breaks or it's too old. Um, but if I could recommend anything, just get yourself a good camera and learn flash. Learn flash. Get yourself a single light, secondhand off eBay, and learn to do everything with one light. In the first studio I worked at, there was a photographer. He always used 12 lights, and I guarantee he didn't know what any of them did. He just <laughs> flooded the set with light. And did, I, If I went to that studio now, they'd probably still be there. Um, get yourself a camera. Get yourself a light. Don't be an island like I was. Get on Pinterest. Look at other people's work. Try and create it. And um, just as a what you, what you can really do if you're... Um, this is probably a question for later, but kit-wise, yeah, you literally need a camera and a light. Get yourself a couple of attachments, see what they do. Just learn lighting and don't try and convince yourself, oh, I only use natural light because professionals know that just means I don't understand the flashlighting. And the flashlighting is something you need to learn, especially if you're in the northwest of England like me because summer is two days a year. And how do you go about, without going too far into detail, how do you go about pricing your services? Because I think this is one which is, you know, we've talked to a few photographers and this is always, they say it's really hard when you become a freelancer to know what to charge. How, how have you decided what you're going to do? You don't have to give us yeah, super yeah. detail, but just a general idea. Um, it's very, very tricky because what you think you can charge, whether you know it or not, it's kind of linked to your confidence. And I, I'm not going to give you away too much because I've actually mm. paid paid for this information. Mm -hmm. But there's, yeah, it's kind of showing people you can fix their problem 
And the the only thing I'll tell you, if you want to get into photography, is niche. Mm. It's this niche down into something because that will allow you to charge higher day rates. But the pricing thing, you're going to have to figure that out on your own because even to this day, I change my prices a lot. You, mm. you, what you'll say if you want to work in a studio, look at the rates. Don't ask one person and do what they say. Ask a couple of people in different studios. Some people won't want to share it to you. I've been asked in a studio, what, my, what am I charging for today? And I'd refuse to tell them because, you know the walls have ears and all that. And before mm. you know it, there's a mutiny. Um, but yeah, pricing wise, um, there's not a lot I can say, guys. It's It depends what industry you go in. What I will say, if you want to charge a lot of money, go into wedding photography. You'll you'll never have a weekend to yourself, but <laughs> you'll probably earn about two grand a week when you get there, when you get to the final, you know, when you start to get and reviews and known. But pricing, it's so different. I actually mm. worked with a photographer. I'm not going to say too much about him or what he does, but he's a certain, he's, a, he's world famous in, in a certain area of photography and he works with very affluent clients. And one of his packages is around the £20,000 mark. Wow. Yeah. So that just goes to show you there's, and, and there's people who get paid more than that. There's people who get paid peanuts. There's, there's someone I saw on Facebook years ago who would go anywhere in Yorkshire for a tenner and do headshots. I won't want that person in my house. Um, <laughs> so, you know, pricing wise, guys, do your research, look at what's out there and don't copy people. And whatever you do, I did this when I first started out. Don't let someone knock your confidence because you charge too much. When I was when I first started out, someone said, you just, that's, a, that's an outrage. And I cut my prices. And it was the stupidest thing I've ever done because I actually realized I was charging less than the photographers. And I don't mean this in a, a bold way or anything, but mm. the people who were less skilled than me were charging more than me. And that's, mm. you know, that still happens now. I'm I'm putting my prices up in June and it's it's gonna be eye-watering, eye-watering amounts. Mm. And would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? But you know, that's a tricky question because I actually I don't think I would. I mean, wow. yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I would. If knowing what I know now, that's not saying I would ever quit because I'm mm. here. I'm here to stay, guys. Um, but knowing if I had the brain I had now, and I could put it into the younger Jordan, I'd probably let him go into uh, information-based business where I wasn't directly linked to my labor. Um, mm personally, but I don't want to be a photographer. I love what I do, guys. I, I won't quit. I'm not throwing in the towel. I don't want to throw in the towel. As I say, I love what I do. It's hard, but I, I show up every day. But yeah, um, with, with that knowledge, I, I mean, maybe I would have gone into wedding photography. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, thank fault. you. Thank you so much for coming on, Jordan. It's been a genuine pleasure having you on and you've been really honest. Um, so we really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no worries, guys. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you, see what you're up to, see some of your photography and your business? Okay, definitely should have prepared this earlier. So they've got mcgillphotography.com.co.uk. That's my website, and that's M-A-G-I-L-L, photography.co.uk. I've got my Instagram, which is jordan underscore mcgill underscore product underscore photo. You just look for a ginger guy with an orange background. <laughs> I'll pop up. Um, if you just search Jordan McGill in Google, I do, I do pop up with all the other photographers with the last name McGill, but I am, I am up there. Um, and yeah, just give us Brilliant. a follow, guys. Brilliant. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, folks.